Welcome back, everybody, to the Revive Basketball Podcast. My name is Jesse, the host. You can follow me at Revive Basketball or Jesse Hollihan on Instagram. Either one, TikTok, Jesse Hollihan, YouTube, Revive Basketball. So today we got an amazing podcast. It's just myself today. We're going to be talking about life lessons that we can learn from the game of basketball. I broke it down into 10. I'm sure there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, but these are the my favorite 10 that not only I personally learned from growing up playing basketball, but that I see my players that I coach, my players that I train, professionals, and so many others. It's amazing to me the parallels between sport and life, because at the end of the day, sport is part of life. It's some people's whole lives, it's other people's entertainment, it's other people's escape from their lives. Look at the Super Bowl, look at World Cup, look at the Olympics, look at any national sport event, and look how many people tune in. I'd say about 50% of those people probably have never even played the sport, but they just love the passion, the dedication, and the entertainment aspect of it that we all tune into, so... It's a big part of our culture, for sure, for sure, Uh, especially in our society. We're very sport driven and they're basically athletes have turned into celebrities in a sense, which I think really started back in the 90s with Michael Jordan. He he seemed to be one of the first international celebrities for sport. I could be wrong, but in basketball world, absolutely. So let's jump into the 10 lessons that you can learn from basketball that are amazing life lessons. Number one, the most important, it is not scripted. You cannot script a sport. You cannot script a game. You cannot script the outcome. What I mean by that is, and same goes with life. You may have a plan that you want to do, but you have to navigate and react to all the little nuances and situations that come up in a day. Something as simple as, I want to go for a drive to go get a coffee. Oh, can't do that. There's traffic. Roads are closed. Forgot my wallet. The debit machine's down at the drive-thru. Whatever it may be, that's on a very small scale. But if we tie that into uh, sports, I mean, we could break it down something as simple as a move. A move in sport. A move in basketball. Let's say you work on a new move, right? Up fake, crossover into a spin finish at the rim in practice looks great set up some cones set up some pylons set up some defensive uh stationary players and we do that drill again and again and again and again until it's absolutely perfect coaches are happy players are happy parents are happy the players getting it it makes sense that's the script right this is my move up fake crossover spin move finish at the rim Now we get into a game. Wait a second. The cone moves now. There's a defender. The court is a little slippier than the one I was practicing on. The ball is a little slippier than the one I was using. My legs are a little tired because now it's the fourth quarter of the game. I go to spin. Oh, there's an extra help defender that comes. So I can't go into the spin. 
Well, I can't go into the cross. The crowd's cheering. The crowd's booing. Whatever it may be. Teammates are calling for passes. There's a screen. There's a roll. There's a shot clock. There's so many variables that can happen in a game that it is impossible to script. And that's just one move. Now, try to think of an overall game plan. Try to think of your entire team, your defensive strategies, your offensive strategies, everything. So we can't get caught up in perfection on a move, on a play, on on, on any type of strategy. Think of everything we do as a guideline. Your moves are guidelines. You understand that if you go to a crossover, you can pull out of the crossover you can pull out of the spin as long as we get the footwork down and understand the coordination that it takes to do a move we can adjust and adapt and that is probably the most true thing in life we can do is learn how to adapt i mean everyone had plans for the last 20 30 years and then look what happened with covid everything got shut out everything got down Businesses, people, families, relationships, we all had to adapt. And that's, I think, the most important life lesson we can learn from sport is nothing is scripted, right? Learn the principles, have good work ethic, understand the guidelines of the sport, the guidelines of the moves, and then you can put them into life, put them into a game and do your absolute best. But always be prepared to shift, to adapt, to move. So that's probably one of my favorite life lessons is learn to adapt. It's not scripted. And let's move on to number two. Lesson number two. A great one. (laughs) There is no such thing as effort to reward balance. Right? So what do I mean by that? It's not a one-to-one ratio. Right? You take a jump shot, one jump shot, you hit the shot, it's worth two points. That's one-to-one. You go to a job, you work for an hour, you get paid X amount of money. That's one-to-one. You go to school for six hours, you study, do the test, you get 100 out of 100, that's one-to-one. Sport is not one-to-one ratio. You work out. Let's say you go to the gym for an hour. Did you get any stronger in the big scheme of things? No. Did you get faster? No. How much work do you have to do to get stronger, to get faster? You have to put in hours and hours and weeks and months and years and years of work to get a little faster, a little stronger, jump a little higher improve your IQ, improve your endurance, improve your agility. And it's not a one-to-one ratio. And I think in life, we expect things to be one-to-one, effort versus reward, but it's not the case. I'd say it's about 100 to 1. You might have to do 100% effort to get one reward. So if if we keep that in mind that it isn't a balance, It isn't, okay, I'm going to go do a jump program today and jump higher tomorrow. Not the case. Do a jump program for 12 weeks and you might get one to two inches on your vertical. And then once you get to a higher level, you might get half an inch on your vertical after a year. I know I just read something. Uh, Michael Jordan, it took him 10 years to get his vertical 
up to uh, from 39 inches about to 48 inches. 10 years of work. 10 years to get those nine inches. So tell me how much work went into that 10 years to make that happen. It is not a one-to-one ratio. So that's rule number two. Expect to put the work in without the reward. The reward isn't the end of the tunnel, isn't jumping higher. The reward is the ability that you get to put in work, that you are blessed to be alive to put in the work, that you're blessed to be healthy enough to put in work, and whether that's in life or basketball, right? Let's go over life lesson number three, teamwork, 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 teamwork. I don't care how good you are at anything in life. Without a team of people, it is going to be nearly impossible to accomplish what you want. Now in sport, that is truer than ever. Basketball. I mean, there are individual sports, but we're talking about basketball right now. You need a team of people. Look how many all-stars, best of the best in the NBA, are playing in the NBA. They're on a bad team, and their record is terrible. Perfect example. Look at Wembenyama. Victor Wembenyama, the unicorn, the alien, the generational talents. Uh, he is a phenomenal player. He's a freak of nature, athletic. Uh, he's eight foot eleven inches, no, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, look at the Spurs. What are they four and twenty-two or something like that? I, I could be wrong, but I know they are not doing well. They they are doing terrible. And why is that? Right? Michael Jordan had a losing record. Kobe Bryant had a losing record. LeBron James have had uh, not even made playoffs before. So why is that? It's because it's a team sport. And you have to buy into the team. Whether that's in life, in school, in basketball, at a job, with your friends, whatever it may be. If you're playing, if you're playing video games with friends in a squad, let's say Fortnite, you're playing COD, you're playing 2K with other people. You have to buy into the team. You have to work together as one. A team of five players that work together, that are willing to sacrifice their own gains to allow another player to maybe score that bucket. Those are the teams that will win. Look at the Raptors won their championship. They had Kawhi, but they played a team game. But I think the most, the, the two best teams I can think of of team games are the Detroit Pistons of the early 2000s and uh, the San Antonio Spurs, who one of the greatest dynasties of all sports history. Um, they played a team game. Team game. It was incredible to watch. So be willing to sacrifice your own to buy into the team because the team you are part of, that's what you want to win. So if you want to win individual accolades, scoring records, be the highest scorer on your team, but you have a losing record, it doesn't mean anything. Go play golf, go play tennis, go do a track and field event. That's a one player uh, event, one player sport. So teamwork is super important. Be willing to buy into the team for the greater, for the greater whole. Life lesson number four, failure. Notice how I brought up failure before winning. There's a reason. Because we will fail so much more than we will win. 
is not even close. And I don't just mean failing as losing a game. And especially in life, how much we fail, right? Whether it's tests, whether it's relationships, whether it's jobs, whether it's proposals, whether it's we're not where we want to be in a certain point of life, uh, whether it's our health, whether it's our fitness. And, and in sport especially, failing could be something as simple as you missed a shot in practice. You shot 100 shots, you missed 14, 14 little fails right? So you might not make the team, you might get cut, you might not get playing time. There's so many things that can that can happen. So with failing, failing isn't a negative thing that we have made it out to be. Failing is simply a lesson we needed to learn to be able to win. And it doesn't necessarily mean we're even going to win or win the next time or win the next hundred times. But every time we fail, it's a lesson. It's a lesson. It's a lesson. What have we learned from this? Why did we fail? What's something I can change to make sure this fail doesn't happen again? Right? Let's say you get cut from a team. Perfect. What do I need to work on? Fitness, athleticism, basketball IQ, my teamwork, any of the things I'm about to cover today. There's so many different things we can go over, but we need to look at failing as lessons. That's it. And you need to be okay with failing because it's going to happen a lot. I know a lot of things I preach to some players I train is if you're going in for a layup and you get fouled and you don't get the call, how many players, and I hate the NBA for this, hang their head, get upset, roll their eyes, throw their hands out, yell at the ref. Why? Why? We're all humans. There's going to be missed calls. The second you have failed or felt like the refs have failed you and you get upset, the refs will, A, never change their call. Very rarely, ever, ever will they go, oh, you know what? You were right. It was a foul. Or you were right. It wasn't a foul. Bad call. The second you let that failure affect your emotional state, you are not going to be able to perform at all. It's called going on tilt. Our mind doesn't work very well when we're angry. We can't think clear. We can't think straight. We're reacting off emotion only. And that's a scary place to be. We need to act calmly and intelligently to assess situations, especially in sport and in life. So back to failing, back to failing. Be used to it. Be okay with it. Learn from it. Live from it. It's going to happen. If it does happen, take away what you can learn from it and move forward. Life lesson number five. Now let's talk about winning. Now let's talk about winning. So winning is amazing. We all love to win. That's what we're all trying to do here. Whether that's winning at a sport, winning at a job, winning at life, winning at friendships, winning at whatever it may be. But what does it mean to win? Winning one time, it's pretty easy. Pretty easy. I mean, it's still hard. Winning two times, winning three times, four, five, six. When you start winning... Are you willing to continually sacrifice and put in the work to keep winning? To stay on top is so hard. 
It takes more effort to stay on top than it does to get there. Think about that. Think of how much work you've put into anything you've done in life. Now to stay there, you have to do twice as much work. And then if you win again, to stay there, twice as much work again. Think of in basketball. Why do you think every year there's a new champion? Right? There are the odd cases. Odd cases of three-peats, back-to-backs. It's still very rare, especially across all sports. Why do you think it is so hard for one team to win 10 championships in a row? Even five, even six, even seven, even eight. Even one championship is hard to hard to win, let alone back-to-back and three-peats. Again, there are the few cases, but the reason why is because it is so hard to continually have that hunger to strive for more. Once you win, it's so easy to get complacent, right? Day one of school, day one of a job, you're so excited, you're focused, you're there, locked in. Year 10 of school, year 10 of a job, dragging our feet, walking in, coasting, cut corners a little bit here and there. So are you willing to continually put that work in and do what it takes to be a winner over and over and over again? Number six, individual work. I think this is one of the hardest things to do as a basketball player in any team sport, but basketball and in life when you're at a job, right? So, or in school, are you willing to put the work in by yourself when no one else is watching, right? In team practices, everyone's getting better, (coughs) Every team's getting better, right? In the season, all teams are practicing. If we're all leveling up, how do you rise above that and be better? You have to put the work in by yourself outside of practice, right? Outside of school, outside of games, outside of teamwork drills. And now the hardest part with that is, are you willing to put in the work when no one's watching And then be able to take all that work you've put in on your own for years and years and then put that into a team environment. Yes, you've put in all the work by yourself, dribbling, shooting, practicing, layups, endurance, agility. Now can you take that piece of yourself that you've built up and fit it into the puzzle of what's your team? That's the hard part. That's that balance that's super tricky to do. And that goes ties into number three of teamwork. But are you willing to do that? If you are, you're going to go very far in this sport. Absolutely. And in life. And in life. So let's move on to number seven. Work on the hard stuff. What does that mean? This is maybe my second favorite lesson uh, from basketball that can apply to your life. It's so easy to work on things you're good at. It's easy to do work when it's easy. I say this every single day to my players, my clients, everything. It's easy to do the work when it's easy. Can you do the work and are you willing to do the work when it's hard? Because that's what makes someone successful in life and in sport. It's not doing the work. 
Anyone can do the work, but can you do the work when it gets hard, when your muscles want to give out, when you're tired, when your brain wants to give out, when you want to rest, when you want to quit? That's where winning is made. That's where success is made. So we can, in life, we tend to focus on things we're good at because it's comfortable, right? If I told you every day, let's say you're right-handed, every day, brush your teeth with your left hand, write on paper with your left hand, eat with your left hand, use chopsticks with your left hand, life would be so much more difficult. Is it better for our brain function? Absolutely. We're going to create new... um, Neuro connections, we're going to improve coordination. That even helps with lowering dementia. The stronger the brain gets, there's so many uh, benefits of utilizing other parts of our body and hands and coordination that we don't normally use, but we don't because it's hard. And we don't like working on things we suck at because we suck at them. So be okay with sucking at something, but be determined enough to work on it until you don't suck at something, all right? So work on the hard stuff. Work on the stuff you're not good at and put in the work when it gets hard. Tell yourself, listen, today I'm going to the gym. I'm going to work on everything I'm bad at. It's going to suck. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to push through it. Don't get there. Get into the workout. Work on that left-hand dribble. Work on that left-hand finish. Work on your spin, whatever your downfalls are. And go, oh man, this is so hard. I can't wait for this to be done. Just a couple more. That's already failing, right? You're not going to accomplish much if that's your mood. So if that's your mindset. So before you go, get excited. Tell yourself, yeah, this is going to be very hard. This is a long-term game. I'm going to push myself to these things that I'm not good at. And watch how much day over day you improve. Okay, number eight. (laughs) This isn't my favorite, but I think it's the the truest, the truest. And what it is, is there's, you can put in all the work, you can plan, you can do everything that we've talked about today, everything possible that you are supposed to do, and you still might not be successful. There is no certainty for success. None. You're a guaranteed nothing. You are promised nothing. That's the risk you have to take with sport and in life. You have to be willing to put that work in day in, day out, day in, day out, and still not guaranteed to win anything, to be successful at anything. So why do we do it? It can be upsetting to hear that. Doesn't mean you're going to make the team. Doesn't mean you're going to win the championship. Doesn't mean you're going to win a game. It doesn't mean you're going to go far. But this is where, and I'll tie into this uh, another lesson number 10, but this is where the journey comes into play because it's not about trying to reach that pinnacle of success. It's about waking up, putting in work, doing something you love every single day. That's the success. Being able to practice, being able to build teamwork and memories, being able to learn ups and downs uh, from winning and losing, camaraderie, building lifelong friendships. And, And that's what life is about, right? We're here to live, to grow, to be happy, to build relationships and do the best we can. So 
stop trying to work only towards the end goal and focus on the now and the blessing we have to be able to practice, to be able to do these things because we're alive, we're here and it's amazing blessing. So that's number eight, no certainty for success, but we still push through. We got two left here. Number nine is overall balance and focus. We talked about focus in the last episode a little bit briefly with my uh, main man, my son, Abel. And uh, now I want to discuss how it ties into our life. And we can't just focus on one element in anything, right? Let's say in life, you can't just focus on sleeping or you can't just focus on exercise. You can't just focus on work. You can't just focus on friends. You have to focus on family, friends, work, career, health, longevity. There's, you have to focus on everything. You can't just pick one element of your life and ignore the rest. The best way I can put it is you have to focus on life. When you wake up to when you go to bed. Everything that happens in between, that is our one thing we need to focus on. And same goes for basketball. You can't just focus on dribbling. You can't just focus on shooting. You have to focus on teamwork, defense, offense, sleep, nutrition, fitness, exercise, mindset, meditation, rest and recovery, uh, getting opportunities, putting in time, putting in practice. You have to focus on everything that entails And that is inside of the life of an athlete. You have to live your life like an athlete, not just one element. And that's more truer than ever for actual life. So try to, uh, yeah, there will be some slight imbalances. You might be a little heavier at work one week. You might be a little heavier at school one week. But don't look at the day-to-day mundanes, the uh, ups and downs. Look at the overall picture of the last year, the last two years, the last three years. Make sure we're trying to build all aspects of our life because it's the only way to truly be successful. Last one. Number 10. (laughs) Why do we do it all? It's because this is our passion. Passion, passion, passion. What does that mean? Passion is something that you go to bed thinking about. You would wake up early to go do. Passion is when you're done stuff you don't want to do. It's the first thing you want to go do. Dribbling, shooting, basketball, watching basketball, playing. All of this work, all of these ups and downs, all of these failures, the hours, the blood, sweat, tears that put in. Why do we do it? Why do we do it in life? Why do we do it in sport? It's because it's our passion. It's our passion. We love it. We live for it. If you find your passion, hold on to it and give it everything you got. You will feel like the most fulfilled person in the room, in life. When you're working on your passion, when you get to wake up and live your passion, I do. I'm so blessed. I have such a blessed life. I get to wake up. I get to work with athletes. I get to share this stuff with you guys. I get to literally train people and help them be better individuals. I get to work around basketball. I get to coach basketball. I get to train basketball. I love what I do. And it's so easy in life to be happy 
when you love what you do. So this passion that you guys have right now for this sport, this basketball, don't let that go. Find this passion. Again, passions can change. We grow, we change, we adapt. Life changes, experiences changes. But try to find this passion. And if you can tie it into somehow make money in your life, I promise you, you will be a very blessed and happy individual. If you ever start losing the passion, try to go back to what made you fall in love with the sport to begin with, right? Try to find what made you fall in love with it. To me, it was two things. Obviously, when I was a kid, Space Jam came out. That was a huge influence, uh, I think, on a lot of kids. Uh, And number two was these. I shared a a video once, too, but... uh, these two VHSs here. Yes, VHSs before DVDs, before Blu-ray, before Netflix. Um, and one, ball above all, streetball. Early 2000s was a game changer for basketball. It was incredible to see. I think uh, Allen Iverson had a huge part in bringing streetball a little more dominant in the NBA. I know Rafer Alston skipped to my Lou. Uh, was a huge part, and then and one right took over. So that made me fall in love with that. I recently rewatched it, and it's incredible to see the style. I remember the shorts. Uh, I still have mine that were uh, down to my ankles. Uh, all my jerseys we'd wear, headbands, finger sleeves, arm sleeves. Um, and then if you're old enough, the WWJD bracelets that Iverson kind of coined and made them very popular every uh outside court in every ymca uh, there was people were wearing those bracelets so anyways a little off topic there find your passion guys that's what sparked mine uh thank you for watching we'll wrap it up there all these 10 points will be in, in the description as well make sure to check out my other channels instagram youtube jesse hollihan and Revive Basketball, my personal coaching one, and my Revive Basketball business. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care.